Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your Hello, everybody. Welcome to Signs of Life. The radio, uh, Signs of Life Radio is Medium Insights Hour, where we get to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on a variety of topics related to the study of consciousness, spirituality, and the afterlife. My name is Roman Karpishka. As your host, I'm very, very happy to welcome Siri Bernstein back to the show. Siri is a medium certified by the Forever Family Foundation who has been blessed with the gift of mediumship throughout her whole life. After embracing her clairvoyance, premonitions, and vivid dreams, she decided to use her abilities to heal and comfort those who have lost loved ones. She's lived around the world, understands the complexity of many languages, uh, which has helped, really helped her mediumship. She holds a dual degree uh, uh, a dual degree MFA from Tufts University and School of the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. She's also a grief recovery specialist. In her practice, Siri continues to utilize every opportunity possible to master all the tools of spirit communication. Uh, she's a Reiki master on top of that. And uh, yeah, she's, she's awesome. So she has her uh, a private practice in, um, in Massachusetts. And if anybody wants to reach her, probably the best way is through her website at www.spiritofflight.com. So www.spiritofflight.com. S-P-I-R-I-T-O-F, spiritoflight.com. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, our show again is commercial free, no interruptions. So sit back, put your feet up, curl up, nice blanket, pet loved one, have a drink on us, let us stimulate your intellect for the next hour or so. But before we introduce Siri, a couple of announcements. Uh, Bob's book is always available on Amazon. That's the Medium Explosion. Uh, all the proceeds uh, from that book go to uh, to the Forever Family Foundation, so it's going to a good cause. And a new announcement that the uh, Summer Medium Raffle is still going on, and uh, there's an up-and-coming webinar on 524, Living with Ghosts. Details for these are on the Forever Family Foundation website. And oh yes, tonight's show is for research purposes and for informational purposes only. So your questions, dear listeners, are more than welcome, but please keep in mind uh, that series not going to be performing any readings tonight. So uh, for the, you know, our new format that we've been using and it's been working is we've been uh, posing questions to our Forever Family Foundation members and Signs of Life radio listeners, and uh, they've been coming up with some really good ones. And this formula has been pretty successful, so we decided to keep that format going. As always, if you have any questions for our our esteemed guest, please feel free to call 1-888-627-6008. All right. Now, after all that, welcome to the show, Siri. Hey, thank you so much, Roman. And thank you, you for the invite. You are so welcome. You know what? I love your accent. It's Icelandic, isn't it? 
It is Icelandic. I look Irish and I sound Irish and maybe it was a past life, but I was Irish. Who knows? But <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I see your picture, uh, your, your Zoom picture. And yeah, you do have beautiful red hair. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Yep. So yes, I, to- yes, I am a part of that 1%, the MC1R gene. There's only 1% of the planets that, that has that gene. gene, right? Wow. Yeah, it's that gene. We are dying breed. <laughs> Well, not, not not dying too fast, I hope. Oh, we need we need a little color in our life, that's for sure. That is true. Yeah. So when was the last time we talked? About a year ago? No, no, no. It's been a few years. Cause, uh, Has it been that long? Oh, yeah. Because uh, the last few years, we've had, uh, we've had a lot of lockdowns and not much going on. And then I think it may have been maybe in 2017 or 18. I don't, I don't know. Oh, wow. It's been a, it's yeah. been a while. But it's so nice to hear your voice again. Thank you. Are you still uh, you still living in you are living in Massachusetts, right? And that's where you're practicing. Yes, I am living in Boston, Massachusetts, and I have an office in Brookline, Massachusetts. And maybe some listeners they know a little bit about Massachusetts, but um, yeah, I'm in the midst of it. I'm in the thick of it. I oh, guess. fantastic! That's great. But so, I have to I have to admit though, um, in the past two years, I've been going home to Iceland quite a bit, and to get a little bit of a break and I've needed it. And so I would say that I have two homes, one in Iceland and one in Boston. And one um, one location that I'm in, I actually have a view over the ocean and the White House, the president's uh, house. And in the other one, I have brick buildings. Guess which one, which one is which? Well, I would think that the uh, the one with the, the White House is... is is in Iceland, right? Yes, yes. That's that would be my guess. Yes, and a year or two ago, I was able to see a volcano uh, erupting a volcano from my house in Iceland. So I was able to say, I can see a volcano from my house. <laughs> wow, that's incredible! I, from the pictures I've seen, it just it's a. I mean, it's definitely on my bucket list to visit. It, it, and I have friends that visited there. My first cousin went for his honeymoon to Iceland, mm. and it just couldn't say enough about it. You know, he was talking about all the hot springs there and all like all this this water bubbling up from the ground everywhere. And he says it was like surreal. You know, just yeah, it is. It is surreal. Crazy. And you yeah. know, uh, a little fun fact: I, I recently became ordained on a, as a minister. Um, just like uh, Reverend Joe Shield and Reverend General Havik. And I believe that uh, Joan Gerber also went through the same. She's also a reverend. So um, I'm going to be able to officiate weddings, hopefully very soon in Iceland. So if somebody is interested in getting married in Iceland, um, I may be able to officiate it there. Wow. Yeah, Sounds just like go through the legal offer. things. You know. Maybe I'll get remarried. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> well, to the same person, of course. Well, I know, I know. But I mean, isn't one time enough to... Well, yeah, you could renew your vows. Yeah, yeah. Is it exactly. true? Yeah, you mean to renew your vows? Because I was thinking... That's what like, I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That might be, that might be oh, fun. absolutely you could. Yeah, I might, I might think about doing that. Maybe after our kids have, have graduated university, because that's where all my money is going to right now. <laughs> oh, but also let's hope that they're quick learners. Yes, you know, you're not going to be paying for another degree and another degree and more delay. And oh, I told them you're getting one degree from me each, and that's it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and you want to go to a master's or a PhD? That's on your own, buddy. You do that yourself, you know. But I mean, you, you know, know, you know, if 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 I was your kid, I would have really taken advantage of it. I think, and I I would have probably said to you, "Well, I'm going to Australia. I'm going to study in Australia." <laughs> Yeah, well, my daughter is going to University of New Haven, um, 
next uh, next semester. Uh, she's going to be a freshman, and uh, she is looking at an exchange program that they have with that university in Spain. Oh, so, awesome. Or, no, so it's not in Spain. It's in Italy, I think. Yeah, it's somewhere in Italy. Oh, either. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so she's looking forward to that. So, oh, she's going to love it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've been to Italy a couple of times, and it's a beautiful yeah. country. Oh, she's going to have the best food and the oh, yeah. best culture, and she's gonna, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's get to some questions, shall we? Sure. All right. So uh, somebody writes, um, somebody wrote in that, okay, um, I have been told that we come back to this life to learn karmic lessons from past lives. How do we know if a family member who passed some time ago is still on the other side or have they come back to this life? Um, Could it be that, you know, they, the reason they don't send messages to us is because they're back here on earth? So, so here's the deal. Every medium is probably going to have a different answer. I have to start with that first. Okay. Um, because we all have our own different experiences. But I've actually studied past life regression. And I actually studied with uh, Dr. Brian Weiss. And I was really interested in past life uh, for a while. So, um, and I've had a few experiences with this. Um, my experience is this, is that um, because we reincarnate and the karmic lessons... Um, they go from lifetime to lifetime, and we are here now in this vessel, in our body, in this lifetime. Uh, who is to say, though, that we may not be living parallel lives in other lifetimes somewhere else? So that is the first thing that people might want to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so possibly that we might be on a soul level, be working through another karmic lesson in another lifetime, because there's no time in this fair world. So that is one thing that people are going to have a hard time wrapping their minds around, and yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, this has been my experience because I also I've been teaching this for many years um, I tend to say to people you know if you want to bring through the grandparents that is great but when you begin to go backwards like three or four different generations then we here on earth right now as we know in this lifetime we are not going to know the details of the great great grandparents we may know um, some research that might have been done But my suspicion is that oftentimes when people have been there for, let's say, two, um, yeah, three, um, let's say three generations, they have probably reincarnated, reincarnated, but there's no telling exactly if that is true or not. Um, Dr. Michael Newton, he actually wrote Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls, two great Mm -hmm. books that actually discusses this. Um, So um, I think there's a possibility of parallel lives, um, karmic lessons being learned in, you know, more than one lifetime at once um the other thing also that i think is kind of interesting that um i remember many years ago almost 20 years ago i did a a reading for a young lady she didn't have uh, children yet um but in this reading i had said to her that she's going to have two two boys and then one girl is going to come a little bit later but i saw the fourth child overshadowing the little girl and i didn't understand what it was at the time now, fast forward a number of years, probably 10 years after that, she had her, she had already had her two boys and then she had a little girl. And then the little girl sadly passed away. Um, she was about two years old, passed away. And within about 18 months or so, she had her fourth daughter. And I remember thinking to myself, it was such a vivid experience in the, in the reading that I gave. I usually forget my readings, but for some reason, uh, that one little thing stuck in my head. Because mm-hmm. I found myself wondering if that little girl was going to come to this lifetime the first time around um, 
bring lessons to the family, to the mother that she had to go through and then return in a new lifetime as the same girl, but a different body. So I had a lot of questions about that at the time. And I think that's, that is actually possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but then who's to say that if somebody was to, yeah. if, she, if the mother was to go to a medium and a medium would bring through the first daughter, then who's to say whether, the, whether they are connecting to the daughter or the soul of the firstborn daughter that could also be linked to, to the soul of the secondborn daughter? Who knows? Right, right, right. I like the uh, multiverse theory. That that is, uh, I believe, that coincides with with string theory and multiverses, and uh, that we could be living many lives, uh, parallel lives at the same time. But you know, yes, it, it's you know, and, and even religion kind of ascribes to that because you know, they say God created people for you know so that He can be everywhere you know we're all part of the one right and so in order for the creator to be gain a lot more intelligence a lot faster although he's got ultimate intelligence and this is this is just what i've read somewhere you know that's why all these different consciousnesses whatever the plural form of that um has been created so that it could all feed into the one you know so we might be part of that as well you know that's that's i've heard that theory as well Right. But then also, I think that um, Anita Murjani, she wrote about it in her book, Don't To Be Me. Um, and she spoke about it, how the souls that came together in heaven were the ones who created the essence of God. And it was not just one being, but it was, it was right. the energy and the power of all many, many, many souls that came together that represented the, the essence of God. And I really like that. She's talked about it as a tapestry of such. Yeah. Um, we're, we're very influenced by, you know, by the, let's say the Renaissance art, you know, where you see the God reaching out his finger on the Sistine Chapel, touching that man's finger and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, so we're very influenced by a God being this bearded guy in the sky. You know what I mean? There's a lot well, of... This is a, well, this is a, this is a cultural thing, because if yeah. you were to speak to somebody who was Muslim, they would disagree with you, possibly. And if you spoke yes. to somebody who was a Hindu, yeah. a Sikh, or a Buddhist, yeah, it, they it, would disagree religion, with you. So yeah. this is a very cultural thing. Yeah, very, well, it's, it's actually a, um, not only cultural, but depending what religion you are, that's a very, I guess, right. a Christian thing from the Bible. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because I actually came from um, being an atheist to becoming a spiritualist. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm also one of these people that I kind of flow free with, you know, what is the essence of God and what is God? And all I know is that God is not a man that sits, on, sits up in the clouds. That I know. Exactly. Yeah, I, I know that too. Um, it's, I don't think anybody can really describe what God is, but we can I, exactly. make some very educated guesses and very good guesses. Yeah. But, you know, these are things that we'll know eventually somehow. Somewhere. You know what? I wonder though if one could connect with God through uh, IADC, the induced after death communication. If we set ourselves up to meet up with God, would we be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. I, I've tried IADC. Um, it didn't work on me at all, unfortunately. Oh, that's interesting. It, yeah, it's um, it, it's an interesting technique that you know. I, I read the the book. Uh, um, oh, I forgot who, who who wrote it. It's been it's been a while. But uh, Alan Botkin, I think, yep. was his yep. name. Yes, Dr. Yes, Dr. Alan yeah, Botkin, he came Dr. up with Alan Botkin, and one of his students uh, actually lives very walking distance from my house. 
and she's oh. been into many forever family foundation she's wonderful she's an, an incredible uh, therapist it's a Mo- mohana um, oh yes yes yeah she love her walking distance from her house she's amazing and she practices oh, she's a spitfire oh um, yeah but, but i wonder though i wonder about one thing though um the more i learn about the different methods of doing different things um because they they can use a tapping method they can also use the emdr there's different methods that they can yeah. use to do the icc and for instance somebody tried to do the emdr on me once and that really did not work and when somebody says it's a hundred percent i say no 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 that's what didn't work on me the emdr did not work on me the rapid eye movement desensitization yep. or whatever it's called yeah that didn't work on me but yep, me neither. alan me neither. bodkin you know his book he's cured a lot of uh, veterans yes. uh, especially there's so there's, there's, there's also there's different methods to get to the iadc one of them is also the tapping method you know we hold the hand and you tap on the back of the you know you tap on the back of the hand mm-hmm. it's the same method that they use in uh past life regression it is all sort of similar in my mind Yep, yep. And th- that Professor Groff does the holotropic breathing. That's another method right. to achieve that. Um, there's there's many there's many ways to do it. You know, hypnosis, regression, meditation. Yep. Many uh, possible one. OBEs. There's, there's people that talk about OBEs and, and how to achieve uh, out-of-body experiences. Yep. Um, those are those are crazy. I've had two of them in my life and they're crazy. They're crazy amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I had it lasted like five seconds. It's like, what the heck's going on? Right back in the body. You know, and the second time I learned to, to be a little bit more relaxed and I saw like my body lying there and I was able to, to float away from it. It was, it was kind of, kind of interesting. And it, it wasn't that I was even trying it. I was at a state where my mind didn't fall asleep, but my body did. I was like so tired. I, I, I'm a musician. I was coming back after a gig and it, and it was like really late, early in the morning. I came back at home four o'clock in the morning. Then I'm so tired. I can't sleep. And then this thing happened. So it was kind of interesting. Oh. To me, it proves that, you know, consciousness is, can be uh, away from your physical body. And, right. You know, and when you die, that's exactly what happens. It just separates from your physical body and it goes, yes. you know, and there's, you know, it, it, like you said, every medium has different perspectives on exactly what happens. And I've read hundreds of books on, on it. And, you know, there's, uh, there's some similarities, but there's a lot of differences. But one, one sure thing is, is that, you know, the, the consciousness surpasses physical death. It's, Absolutely. It, it has to, uh, it's, 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 it's energy. You know, energy is neither doesn't get created or disappears it just shifts you know that's one of the principles of physics which is kind of cool yes yeah so um another question it's kind of the same um but it's a little bit different so here here it is if if there is reincarnation how would the spirit be able to answer our questions if they are reincarnated into someone else Maybe that's why certain loved ones don't come through in a reading. So it's kind of a, a different wording for the same kind of question, which we kind of talked about. But do, do you have any more that you want? Anything else that you so, want to add to that? So this is this is one of these questions. I think it's um, um, it's an interesting question. I'll tell you why. So let's start with this. There are mediums that are truly incredibly gifted, and then there are mediums that are pretty good, and then there are mediums that are mediocre, and then there are mediums that just don't seem to get it. And that's okay. We're all different. Maybe the mediums that don't quite get it, they have the most amazing singing voice, you know, and the incredibly gifted medium may not have a good singing voice. We all are gifted in some ways. So uh, from that point, um, 
for the most part, a medium that is truly connected into the frequency that is needed to connect uh, consciousness to consciousness, they should be able to connect with almost anyone in the spirit world. And there are some mediums, and I'm one of them, I use this method of phone call away. Let's put it this way. If somebody is having a reading with me, and I've brought through maybe one or two people, and I spent like an hour and bring maybe, I don't know, two or three or four people, and then I know in my heart that there's somebody else that that person wants to you know, hear from. I just know it sometimes. And then I say to them, I know that you want to hear from somebody else. And they will say yes or no. And then I try to call in my mind, not out loud. I try to call them to come closer. And I kind of clear their pathway for the one that they want to hear from. And so I would say that the finest mediums, they have the ability to connect to almost anyone. Now, that said, when mediums say, if a medium says, um, you know, well, they've, they've brought through maybe a couple of people and then you know, the sitter, they say, well, I would like to hear from that person and they try and they try and they try. And then they, they come up with this thing. Oh, they may be reincarnated. So here's the deal. I think sometimes it is a cop out. Um, it is not to blame the medium per se, but I'm just honest about it. I think it's a cop out that the medium may not be thoroughly trained in how to really create that new connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is just my way of thinking about it. Um, I do think, though, that sometimes, um, like I said earlier, like the little girl that I believe was reincarnated in the new body, and also if my relative has been gone for, like, let's say 60 years and nobody knows much detail about that relative, the chances are that they have reincarnated, I would say. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if everybody reincarnates. I think on the other side, you might have a choice of, do you want to jump into this life called, you know, earth or who knows there's, you know, there's 200 billion galaxies. Yep. Uh, I was just about to say, who knows, maybe they've gone to another galaxy. Maybe they've not yeah. gone to another planet. So we just don't know. Um, I've actually experienced, um, I experienced the people that come from out, out of space a few times and I'm such a skeptic that um, um, I'm extremely uh, skeptical, inquisitive, curious uh, mm-hmm. when it happened. Mm-hmm. It had to be proven to me. So um, just like we can commun- communicate with spirit telepathically, I did the same with the star beings. I call them star beings um, because they said to me that they did not want to be called aliens. And uh, the ones that I met when I was down in Key West, they were extremely peaceful and they came uh, really with a message that they wanted to help us hold peace, create peace, and they're going to help us, you know. So, yeah, so they came with peace. Um, and it was, it was, just, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, I think it was probably like in 2018 that I encountered the last ones, or 2017 maybe. So how did you see them? Like, did you, like, were they in front of you? Did they materialize? Or is it something that you were able to uh, see clear, you know. So the uh, few times, no, so, so it's the few times that I've ex- actually experienced them. Um, the one time that I was done in Key West, I do not know much about U.S. history. I mean, I grew up in Europe and, um, you know, I know a little bit, but nothing really in detail. Right. Uh-huh. And um, so I, it was early in the morning. It was just right at the crack of dawn. And I felt like somebody was staring at me through a window. So I like, I opened my eyes. It, you know, like when somebody is staring at you and you just know it, Yep. you know, 
And so I had these three quote unquote beings staring at me and, and I woke up and it was really, really uncomfortable. And I thought, what the heck is this? And I tried to sense it out when I was sort of half awake, if it was spirit or if it was, you know, what the heck this was. And then I just began this whole conversation because I seemed to have been tuned into their frequency. I just started this whole conversation and uh, with them. And they started talking about, you know, this airfield that belonged to the, the, the U.S. military that was up in Florida. And, and I honestly, I sound like an idiot right now, but I didn't know that they had the, um, you know, the, the space shuttle program was there, I think, at some point or. Okay, near Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. They were talking about that. And they were talking about this massive base that was up there and yada, yada, yada. It was a very long conversation. And then I, uh, once I was more awake, um, I actually went on the internet and thought like, what the heck are they talking about? And so I started looking at it and they were right. So they taught me, they taught me a good lesson in U.S. history. Very cool. But that that is a class A type of thing where you actually, you know, you actually learn something from it and yes. go and research it and find out that your communication was correct. So that's- yeah. And they were there coming there with peace, wanted to bring peace to us and also healing. Um, they're powerful healers. That's I want to go to Ukraine, would you? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm actually Ukrainian and these are, you know, my relatives that are being killed. Overseas. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the Ukrainian thing, that people, they need to look deeper into it, what is going on in Ukraine. It's horrible what they're doing to the people, but people need to look at the history um, of the past few years. They really need to look into the, the depth of it. What is, this is, the surface is not all what it looks like. Yeah. Well, the, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a history buff with Ukraine and all that being you know but that's not the the purpose of this show uh, exactly. we just we just got to get uh this war over with and stop the killing you know exactly so, stop the killing whatever it is just stop the killing absolutely so um yeah i got another question here um somebody writes in how will my deceased loved ones appear when i join them someday will i be able to hug them thank you for all you do to help grieving families Oh, this is such a great question. So, mm-hmm. again, different different mediums will have different experiences. Um, here's the deal. When a spirit comes through me, I ask them to come through the way they will be recognized or, um, more importantly, probably the way that they looked when they passed away. If somebody passed away at the age of 80, they're not going to come through me at the age of 30. Granted, I'm really bad with numbers. I'm dyslexic on numbers. I have dyscalculia, so I can't really tell numbers sometimes, the precise age, but I will feel them out if they're in the 80s or if they're in the 20s. Okay. There are some mediums that they say that the spirit, they will come through, you know, at the age of 25 or 30. Okay, fine. Now, what happens, though, is that uh, when we pass away and we shed the body and we go into the spirit world, um, there is this euphoria. There is this incredible bliss. And we will meet up with our loved ones the way we knew them in their best shape, in their best, you know, how they were best in life. So if somebody, for instance, had MS or ALS at the end of their lives, but they were incredible, like they were incredible. They were um, athletic when they were like 25 or 30 years old. Um, The person who's dying today might actually recognize them or see them when they were the fittest in their life. So it usually is when we are at the best, you know, that said, 
when my day comes and when I pass away, I'm probably not going to recognize my mother when she was, let's say, 25, because I did not know her then. You know, I will probably recognize her energy. But she will probably come to me looking youthful and well in the form that I will recognize her in. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. Because yeah, there's no age in the spirit world. There's, and I think that yeah. we have to sort of get past this thing. Like there's no time and there's no age. And uh, we will know it. It's a sense of knowing. And the sense of knowing, for instance, for mediums, I remember many years ago, a medium was trying to explain this to me. Like his sense of knowing was just popped into his head. And, and I was trying to understand, like, how can something pop into your head? But then, because I actually have all of the senses, I have all of the senses, and then I also can experience them sometimes both objectively and subjectively. So I've trained myself to, you know, I will see, I will feel, I will hear, I will um, taste things, I will smell things, um, and I will know things. Um, although I've, I fully admit to this, I lost, I was sick this winter, and, and I lost my sense of taste and smell, so now I'm really confused. At any rate, so... When I, for instance, when I know the sensation of knowing, that is when all of my senses, they vibrate through my heart center and it's a power in my heart that I just know stuff or I know things through my heart. And so, for instance, uh, when the day comes that I pass away, I know in my heart that I will recognize my mother from my heart center. Very interesting. And, you know, why... It, it makes complete sense because once you transition over to the other side, and let's say you were deathly ill and incapacitated, mm-hmm. why would you want to be in that form when you can choose any form that you want? You know, right. what I mean? right. you, you know and I've read over and over that spirits will choose to be in their most vibrant form, yep. where they're the most comfortable, and and that's the way it is, you know. And some spirits, you know, like children that pass away, will stay, you know, want to stay as children. Some might want to you know age like like we do you know you know that is an interesting thing though because um when i've brought through children i sometimes seem to add 10 years and i don't know why that is and i think it is maybe um i don't have a lot of experience with kids and like i brought through an eight-year-old the other day he felt to me like he was 18 the way he was communicating so i was assessing it from what i knew and what i did not know from my own life experience um, so I felt him like he was 18 by the way he spoke and by the way he communicated. Um, but he was eight and I brought through infants and they will feel from the way they communicate, they will feel like they might be 18 or 20. But in my heart, I might know that they are very young. Like I might know that they have tiny little bodies. So that is an interesting thought also. also. Very interesting. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you enjoy most about having your abilities? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, okay. the, mm. Yeah. So, um, and I think that every medium that is working at a high level, I think that they probably, most of them will agree on this one. We, um, when we do these sessions, I do, I don't do that many anymore. Um, I do less. I, my philosophy is less is more, but I really try my best to blend with the energy the best that I can. There are times when I love what I do. I actually love it. And I have to say, when I sit in the energy, when I sit in the power, I absolutely love it. But if I have spent, let's say, two or three months um, doing readings and there's been one suicide or after the other, or there's been one overdose after the other, and, you know, it's the young ones when they die. I found myself, you know, the, the, um, 
basically. person, me, the person, I found myself thinking, my goodness, what a waste and how horrible it is to for the family and, you know, the loved ones. Right. So I have the, I have both emotions as the power to sit with spirit, but then I sometimes like grieve with them and that is hard. Yeah, it must be no, hard so, to do like session after session where it's like just yeah, not, you know, like, you know, this, like when the 16 or 17-year-old, when they're like committing suicide and like you feel powerless and then you feel the pain of the parents and and the whole thing is just so painful. And so I fully admit to it, there are times when I feel so sad for the work that I do. I feel in some ways, um, I don't know if I would call it a blessing. Maybe it is. There are some people that see it as a blessing. Um, I think it is more a service. You know, I was born this way. I think it is a service that we need to bring to people. I think that I was meant to do this work in this lifetime. Going from an atheist to doing this is pretty, it's a pretty huge leap. Um, and I think that the more I do this, the more I understand the, the desperate need to bring people together. You know, the spirits to the people here and letting them know that, you know, spirit is only a thought away. They're just a heartbeat away. You know, like now, I'm mm-hmm. putting together a workshop online and I've been working hard on my website to get it up and running. And um, and there's one, it's going to be a very intense one month seminar where I'm going to be bringing through, uh, bringing together my experience as a medium, my experience as a teacher of mediumship and also my experience as a, uh, with a grief recovery. I'm going to bring it all together and I'm going to spend time with people um, you know, how can they themselves connect with their own loved ones, different techniques and how to build on the energy and how to build on the relationship. Because some grief uh, therapists, they say that, um, you know, you work through the grief and then you get over it and then you move on. I don't really believe in that philosophy. I think that we all have to find our own rhythm. We all have to find our own way. And I think that when people can come to a point of feeling joy with their loved one who are with them all the time instead of being sad 24 7 instead of like waking up sobbing you know and doing that maybe day after day week after week month after month to transform that into something that feels more powerful where they are more at peace and they can live with the spirit people so that is one thing that i'm putting together right now that i'm actually quite excited about i'm doing my own thing in a way based on my own experiences in the in the past 20 years that that sounds like really important work that you're doing siri um thank you well it's also it's also because um people ask me the same questions over and over again and so i thought well i should just put it all together so that people the people that can study it together they can learn from one another um and you know and obviously like i'm one of these people i i don't really enjoy the internet that much like i cannot like some people they are on the internet like 24 7 almost or like seven days a week and I just I cannot do that Mm -hmm. and so two years ago my business plummeted and I saw that the internet was inundated with uh, mediums teaching and workshops and this and that and I just thought to myself like dear god I just didn't want to be a part of that whole um, you know like everyone's selling these classes yeah I just didn't want to be a part of it and um and so I was trying very hard to just continue with my, you know, with my work, just doing the private Zoom mm-hmm. and seeing people in my office. And then I thought to myself that um, the demand is so great for um, helping people understand themselves, how to connect with their own spirits. 
that I started thinking to myself, like, I need to put something on that is different, that is unique, that I feel is unique. Well, when you do have that ready, please let us know. Like, you know, it is ready. It's on my website. It's already (laughs) ready. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is ready. I just need to get the uh, pay button up and running and I need to just put in an email. And, you know, like my brain was kind of fried last fall and it takes what would take me like two hours to do like two years ago. It is taking me two days to do it. And it's just because I had, I was, um, when I got sick in the fall, um, I lost my sense of smell and taste and uh, sensation of hunger. And then, yes. And then I lost my hair and 80% of my hair just fell off. Oh boy. And then I lost my sense of, time and space is it's like my brain got fried wow. and um it takes me a lot it's like it's so for me this is my experiences right now is like having dementia without having dementia and um you know like one day i was driving and i, I didn't know how to turn on the windshield wipers and it was raining like that was scary <laughs> i i just had covid uh Two weeks ago, my whole family got it. Oh, no. Uh, luckily, we were vaccinated and mm. the symptoms were, we didn't even know we had it, put it that way. Um, but my kids were off of school, my younger yeah. and yeah. in order for them to come back, they had to take a COVID test. And my daughter, who's 10 years old, um, tested positive. And she didn't even know, she, she had zero symptoms, not even a sniffle, no temperature, nothing. Um, and by the way, she's not vaccinated. We didn't, we chose not to yeah. vaccinate our younger kids. But um, it was no, like this area is so mild. But then I got it, and I lost my sense of smell and taste. But only for one day. I lost my sense of taste for one day, and my smell was gone for two days. And then it all came back. And like, and I even felt exactly. I knew exactly the moment that I lost it. I was eating a slice of pizza. It started off tasting like a pizza, and ended up that one slice it tasted like cardboard. <laughs> It was so yeah. weird. Yeah. It was so, but I, uh, I feel. No, free. I had it. I've had this sense, like not tasting anything since September. So we're talking about, um, what is this? Seven or eight months now. So, and there's been enormous grief in that. And imagine I also, I lost 80, 80% of my hair. So I was not bald, but close to bald. Right, right, right. And uh, so, yeah, there was enormous grief around that too. But, um, you know, it's coming back. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of natural herbal remedies and burdock root and um, kelp. And Yeah, I've heard of people, uh, you know, they say it can take up to a year to get your senses to taste back after COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just doing all of these herbal things and I'm, I'm loving it. What I'm learning about herbal remedies, I'm loving it because uh, I'm one of these hypersensitive people. Like, yeah, you know, I'm allergic to almost every medication that you put in front of me. It's like, oh, nope, no, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. And so I found my, I found my path with, you know. My wife's into the uh, the oils, like you know, all the, all the different. Oh yeah. Those concoctions for mosquito bites and all that kind yep. of stuff. It works. Yeah. It freaking works. It yeah. does work. You know, we are part of nature, and nature is a part of us. And I think that we all should try our best to use nature as our medicine you know honestly that's what i think yep yep it's uh it's a good way good way to think about it instead of just you know popping chemicals you know well you know the thing people don't think about these things but i do think about these things uh these things if somebody is using uh a product whether this is a toothpaste or shampoo or soap or chemicals to wash the floors or whatever they're doing with it it goes into the water and then it goes into you know onto the planet and then 
in due time. It's like the plastic these days. We are inundated with plastic. And I guarantee you in a few years, the planet is going to be loaded up with toxins from all of these chemicals. You know, just, you know, read the back of a shampoo bottle and you can't pronounce half of it. That is true. And this is going to end up in the bodies of people and this is going to cause cancer. And people need to think a little bit about like, what are they putting in the body, on the body? And because it goes into nature eventually. Yeah, absolutely. I think about these, I think about these things all the time. I even said to my niece, like, stop using these microbeads. And my sister said to me, let her use whatever she wants. And I said, do you realize it's going into the ocean, into the fish? And then about a year later, they stopped using it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the bad contributors is those Keurig K-cups. You know, just think of like, you know, those little yep. pod things. How yep. many landfills are filled with those? How many? But you know what? Those things? Being a responsible commu- consumer, you can buy these re- reusable ones and you can. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. Yep. And it, it actually tastes better, I find. Yeah. I like to pack my coffee into it and make it really strong. So. Yep. <laughs> But we also, we have to love our planet just like we love ourselves. We have to treat it with love and respect. We got to hug the trees because they hug us back, you know? You know, uh, every day it's depressing to hear on the news about, you know, how things, the planet is, you know, there is global warming. It's warming up. There, you know, Lake Mead out west is at 20% of its capacity of what it used to be. You know, it's 80% gone from just, you know, from the planet heating up and it's, you know, it's evaporating and there's just less and less water. It's crazy. No, do you know what, Roman? I don't watch TV. I have no idea what's going on on the planet and I'm okay. I feel happier because I don't watch TV. Oh, yeah, it's, it's depressing. My wife was telling me, stop watching the news. You know, yep, stop watching the news. And you know what? My advice to you is find some really good podcasts because that's, if you go on iTunes or Spotify or one of these apps that you got on your phone and... Uh-huh. You listen to podcasts. There's really good stuff out there on on the afterlife. There's I found so many podcasts on the afterlife. All of these interviews, and I actually found Bob Ginsburg on one of these podcast shows. And I thought, oh my god, what is Bob doing there? Yeah. Uh, and then of course, then I find him over and over again on these different podcasts. He's all over the place. Oh, Bob's a busy man. He's a busy man. Very busy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Retirement. Yeah. Is when he started getting busy. <laughs> right. So my advice to people is turn off your TV and find your favorite podcast and you will learn a lot. I actually, I, I play music. I'm a guitarist. I spend a lot of time playing guitar and playing in bands, that kind of thing. That is, awesome. my, that is my thing to get to, you know. You know what you could do? You know what you could also do? Um, learn to play the hang drum. The hang drum? Yes. Is, what's a hang drum? Oh, a hang drum or handpan. Uh, it's um, just look it up. Okay. Look it up. Hang drum or handpan. Um, it's a very soothing instrument. Huh. All right. Yes, I I totally encourage it. I got myself one um, a couple of years ago, and I had to learn how to play it. I'm not very good with music, but okay. But it's very soothing. It's an incredible instrument. Well, I you know I. I will definitely give it a shot. At least you must. My kids too. You know, like they're not. They don't seem to be musically talented. Unfortunately, they they oh. have talents. You know, it, it usually skips a generation because my parents weren't musically talented, but my, my grandparents were. Oh. So it's just it's kind of like it skips a generation, and now it's on to me. And maybe my grandkids will will be accomplished musicians. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Really hope it's all yep. good. So. Um, Let's see. Let's see some other 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 questions here. Um, 
do you have is there anybody else like in your family that is also mediumistic like does this thing run in yes so yes so i actually i'm beginning to think more and more and more that um this has to do with the brain with the mind and you know like our dna if i can say that our spiritual dna Mm -hmm. so they've actually talked about that there is such a thing as the god gene um the communication with spirit runs on both sides of my family, both on my mom's side and my father's side. And both my grandmothers were able to see and, um, and there's stories of it in the, you know, in the family. Oh. So, yes. And so, um, and I found myself thinking that I think a lot of mediums are really quirky. They're really odd people. If you really think about it, like, I don't know, they're just odd people. So um, that is, that is my view of other mediums. They're all odd. Not me. I'm normal. Anyway, no, we're all a little quirky. So myself included. Um, Nothing's so, wrong with that at all. Right. Um, especially as kids. I think a lot of us were really odd, quirky as kids. So I think that uh, there's communication with spirit. I think it has to do with frequency because how we listen to music, you know, like if we think about the solfeggio frequencies um, and how music and how tone, uh, for instance, the binaural beats, how that can heal the brain, how that can heal the body, how music can can heal our, um, the body and the mind, and how music can help people relax, people that have anxiety, how music helps, and so on and so on. So that also has to do with vibration and frequency. And I think that um, the spirit communication, um, I also do believe that this has to do with a, with a frequency because ever since I started doing this, I always envisioned this shortwave radio and i just had to hit the dial right in the middle right precisely on the middle Mm -hmm. and then um if if i hit the dial precisely where the spirits were i was good to go so i honestly do believe because it's energy energy is frequency isn't it it is everything's about vibration yep I mean, that they say that the, you know, spirits are vibrating at a much higher level. And that's why we can't perceive them. Our bodies can only perceive like, well, yours excluded and mediums excluded. Uh, non-mediums can only see up to a certain vibration or experience up to a certain vibration. You know, you that's know that's a- another thing that I'm thinking about. You know how children oftentimes they're so open to seeing spirits and they will talk to them. Yep. And um and they're so new here and they're so pure and they're so divine until they're taught otherwise precisely so you know i wonder if some of those mediums you know people that are born this way if maybe we sort of held on to some of that yeah case in point my my daughter my my son passed away when he was five years old he was a twin yeah my daughter who's now the one that's going to new haven uh when she was really young, like six, five, six years old, she would be constantly talking to my son who passed over. And I'm, and I'm doing my best to encourage it. Like, please keep this going. This yeah. is real. Keep it going. You know, this is, you're, you're so lucky to, to be able to see that. And, you know, she's telling me how he just pops out of the ceiling and just drops in on me, yes. literally, you know? Yep. And um, then, you know, it, it just kind of went away because, you know, despite all of my encouragement, you know, I guess pure influence or whatever, the media, whatever. It just, um, you know, it's not scientific. She's going into the sciences and, you know, that kind of thing. So she just completely lost that ability, unfortunately. 
you know what I think that is probably still there you know but maybe she was just she got busy with life you know she has to keep up with yeah. what everyone else is doing uh, but I had the same experience as a kid I was five six seven years old I would lock myself into in you know in the bathroom and um to my sister's enormous grievances you know I would just be sitting inside the bathroom for like an hour maybe two we only had one bathroom <laughs> and um and I would be talking to my friends you know and they would appear from the wall so they would appear from the door or you know they would appear just or they would be sitting there waiting for me no kidding yeah that's yeah. it's amazing what you uh, take for granted when you're a child because yeah you're a lot more open and I've I've heard that so many times yeah. Um, and absolutely, uh, I absolutely believe it. Cause I, I not only heard it, but I've seen it firsthand, you yep. know, from my daughter, you know, who was very open to talking about it when she was five and six years old and even at seven, but you know, when she started getting older, it's like, you know, I'd ask her questions and she, you know, I get one word answers and then nothing at all after, you know, they just kind of, oh, well. You know, it's just maybe somebody told her that it's not possible and you're weird for doing that. And, you know, who knows, you know, you can't, you can't shield them from that, you know, who right. knows when they're not with you, you know, but that's, uh, that's kind of how, how it goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we are, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're just, you know, flying through these questions and, you know, I can keep going. I was told by, uh, we, we don't have a, another show on this uh uh, on the air coming up right away but so we can go a little bit over if you want to answer some more okay uh, so we don't have to end directly at nine o'clock awesome uh, great um so what, what's your take on spirit guides um is, is do, you, so, do you have your own spirit guides and what, what is your take on that so i think that so uh, yes we all have our um spare guides or our helpers and i also think that when we go through changes we sometimes we change the spare guides and um those people that are really connecting with spirit on a daily or regular basis i think that we all know our spare guides and you know we have the main spare guide but um i know myself this is just myself um there's a few years ago um, I was doing a lot of events, a lot of groups, and I would have, you know, sort of the main spirit guide. He's very serious. He just felt this very, very serious energy. And this was my main guide. And I remember one time I said to him, could you like just lighten up a little bit? And then like a few weeks later, I had a, suddenly I had this new guide and he was a little bit too much. And um, he was vivacious. He was um, just not loud in the sense of being loud, but he was loud and fun, if I can say that. Okay. So then I had the mixture of the two. And then I started realizing that I could control this a little bit. So yeah, we all have, I think that we all have spare guides and we have spare guides for different tasks, I think. I don't think that necessarily that our spare guides, they sit with us. If somebody is doing, um, you know, computer work eight hours along, I don't think that spare guide is going to be sitting and hang out with, you know, the person for those right. eight hours. But I also do think that spirit guys, they are just a phone call away. And when we need their assistance, when we need their help, they're going to be right there with us. Like, for instance, when we I drive. More, we have more than one guide, right? Yes, exactly. So when I drive, I always say prayer and I feel the presence of spirits and spirit guys around me. Um, yeah, we definitely have different ones because I have different ones for my readings. But I also fully admit to it, I don't really connect to my spirit guides that frequently anymore because I know that they are there. 
And for me, it's, um, you know, when you do it for 20 years and you've done thousands of readings, then you get to the point that it's sort of like, okay, this is what we're doing today. And, uh, but when I do events, I connect to my spirit guides and I know that I'm going through a shift and change right now with my own guides. Um, so it feels, it feels a little bit like this, this void and it's kind of a strange feeling. So I need to have a sit down with my guides and talk to them. Like, what is going on? Like, where's my people? You know, where's my crowd? Yeah, absolutely. Now, what would you recommend to your sitters to, to have an optimal experience in a reading? Oh my goodness, an open mind. I cannot emphasize this enough. And I'm at a point where um, I need to rethink how I do my sessions when it comes to people that are new to this, because um, I think a lot of times they don't understand that this, uh, the information is flowing through us, the mediums, and they, um, the spirits they have to be able to connect to things in our experiences, our past experiences through our minds, memories and whatnot, whatnot. And we have to structure this. We have to put it together so that it makes sense. And I think that sometimes when we have, for instance, if I have somebody who is completely new to this, um, if they are kind of locked in a box, and I'm saying this because I was one of them. I was um, in the beginning when I was doing this, I was the worst. I was the worst recipient ever. I was so obnoxious. But I see it now. And I apologize to anyone in the universe that experienced that. But, um, oh, yeah, I mean, I was the worst because I, I came from being an atheist and being an atheist, like a, like a tough atheist to mm-hmm. doing this work. There was, you know, it took me a little while to be convinced, although I could do this um, and I could just, you know, I could do this fairly fluidly. It was easy for me. But for me being a sitter, it was a total opposite because I wanted more fact. I wanted more. Um, I wanted more factual things coming through. So. For new sitters, open mind, I cannot emphasize this enough. Open mind, open mind, open mind. When a sitter, I'm going to give you um, give you one example. For instance, at one point, I did a session for a young lady, and I said, and I knew that communication in her family was really, really difficult. And her dad had passed away. And, and I knew that her mom was still living. And I said to her, well, your dad is talking about the, the house that your mother, uh, your mother's house. And she said no to me. And I said to the lady, well, your mother still lives in the house, doesn't she? She's still in the house. Yeah, she's still in the house. So your dad is talking about your mom being in her house. And she said no to me. And then I said, but she's still in the house. Yes, she's in the house, but it's not her house. It's my dad's house. And so I said to the lady, but your dad is deceased. Yeah, but it's still his house. And so I said to the lady, so this this was somebody that I just thought to myself, like, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Right. Right, right. You know, and I said to the lady, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to be pulling on words in this one. Like, your mother lives in the house. It is not her house because your father is deceased. And then the lady said, well, yeah, it is on paper, but it was my dad's house. So I still continued in these, you know, back and forth. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a person that was not open-minded. And then I said, and then I made one other attempt. I said, well, we would like to discuss um, communication with within family members. You know, it's going really hard. I see that you're having a hard time speaking with your dad, with with your brother. And she's like, "No, I don't. I just don't talk to him." <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, at that point, I just thought I said to the lady, "I said, you know what? I'm not going to go any further with this." She, she just said, "No to the things that were correct. I'm not talking to my brother." Well, that's what I said. You know. Mm. So 
those can be quite quite frustrating. And I know that in my sessions, I tend to be very generous with time and I tend to be very kind. Um, people that have come to see, people that have gone to other mediums, I'm really grateful for those uh, other mediums because they have shown them how, how to do it. And um, people that have come to me and they know how I work, I'm grateful to that because then they know how to flow with it and flow with the energy. Because I do think that the vibration of the recipient is important. Um, not just an open mind, but having sort of a vibration that is um, ready and willing to experience, experience something really unique. Open heart, open mind, and being receptive. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that I, I just cannot emphasize that enough. So, um, yeah, open mind, open heart, that's it. Open mind, open heart, yeah. I can... Yeah. I can picture those type of sitters that are just like the way that they're answering, you know, arguing semantics. Yeah. I just don't have time for that or energy. And, you know, I'd rather just give the person a refund and I'm not going to waste my energy on, on those, you know, on those situations because it leaves me with nothing. Right. Well, you know what, we're, uh, we're pretty much at the end of uh, our questions and at the end of our hour. So it's like it just went by so quickly it's, it did it flew by yeah. i mean talk about warping the time space continuum you just did it for for us and all of our listeners yeah. <laughs> so if anyone is out there listening and uh because i'm putting together this uh this online workshop it's going to mm-hmm. be on zoom it's going to be um, on zoom. yeah it's going to be on zoom and for the month of june and all I'm going to say, so I'm not advertising is all you have to say. I'm putting this out there. If people have great ideas, if they have had a great experience with their own, um, with their own communication with spirits, and they would like to share it with me in an email or something, feel free to email me and say, oh, I had this experience. It worked really well for me. So far, I have a lot of great ideas. I mean, 20 years of doing this, um, a lot of ideas have you know, built up. I'm going to be working with music, with photographs, with journaling, a lot of journaling, with um, with nature, uh, with sound, like I said. Um, so I'm going to be working with a lot of different tools. And so hopefully people are going to be able to sit in meditation and connect with the loved ones. But well, I'm really open to suggestions because uh, I love new things. Yeah, I, you are one of the most open-minded people that I've ever spoken to. That is for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I try to be. No, I can tell. I can tell right away just, you know, the way that you communicate and the way your, you know, your your world travels and just trying new things and doing this and, you know, changing views and changing spirit guides. And, you know, you're, you're very, uh, very uh Except you have a high acceptance for change. You know what I mean? You know, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm not patting myself on the back at all, but I think I am because um, I think having an open mind and being curious um, does add to the readings that we do. Uh, because when we see the unusual in the readings, um, you know, you when know. we see and we experience the unusual in readings, that sort of that I think that is oftentimes the cherry on top. Very yeah. nice. Very when nice. we go through people's drawers and we see the underwear that has holes in them and we giggle and, and we say, oh, my goodness, you were cleaning on the underwear drawer. Oh, my goodness, there were, uh, there were holes in the underwear and you threw them in trash. And the spirit was right there. Your dad was right there watching you do it. And he had a fun time with it, too. You know, like those little things, you know. 
that's those are yeah those are great those are great those little tidbits like that that that's what makes it real absolutely yeah okay well siri thank you so much for joining us and again if anybody wants to uh uh find out more about uh siri's webinar and uh her courses it's www.spiritofspiritoflight Yep. Correct. Spirit of light. Yes. Spiritoflight.com. So yes. that's where you can get. You, that's probably the best way to communicate with uh, with uh, with Siri to set up any sessions. And are, how far are are you booked out? Very far in terms of sessions. No. no you know, um, three years ago I had five hundred people on a waiting list, and now I actually have tons of opening in June. Um, you know, I have openings in June, and I'm going to be in Europe for July and August, and I have tons of openings there. And if people um, cannot book in the time that I have available, they can always email me and to say, you know, I'm in a different time zone. Are you willing to be flexible with it? I'm always flexible. Although I will not get up at 4 a.m. Uh, <laughs> within limits, you know, within within a 12-hour day, I'm pretty flexible if people are, like if somebody is in, let's say, in Australia or South Africa, um, I would be flexible with them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Because yeah, we have to be. Otherwise, um, there's a lot of openings because I'm also not good with marketing. And, well, I, I, I do little in marketing. Right, right, right. I well, like it that way. I like I like that way. Yeah. But then I'm also going to be in, um, I'm going to be at the Grief Retreat uh, in October. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Robert Gainsbourg told me to buy a ticket to fly to somewhere. And I'm looking at getting the ticket someday now. And. He told me to show up at a certain date and do certain things, and then okay. I can fly back at a certain date. And I think it, what is it, San Jose? San, so I think it is San Jose, okay. on the 7th, I think it is. Fantastic. Yes. Well, anybody that is, is there is going to be very, very lucky to have you. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Are you well, going to be at any of these? Uh, are you going to? Um... I am trying, but, you know, it's between my my work schedule and my band schedule. It, I'm pretty booked up, unfortunately, at least for the next little while. But you're in um, the hang drum and show up at one of these things. I think people will love you. <laughs> Yeah, I, it would be a lot easier to carry around than all my amplifiers, that's for sure. It would, but hang drums can be quite big. Oh, really? Huh? Oh, yeah, they, look, they, they look like big saucers. They look like big saucers. Yes, okay. like spaceships. Not quite the size of spaceships, but they're quite big. Okay, I'll look into it for sure. Yep. All right, Siri, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Okay, it was fabulous talking to you, Roman, and thanks everyone for listening. Okay, good night, everybody. We'll see you soon. Mm